Hello and welcome to the Nature Jobs podcast. I'm Julie Gould. This week we've been celebrating women in science at Nature Jobs and so far on this podcast I've spoken to four inspirational women who have studied STEM subjects and have gone on to do some incredible things. We've spoken to Professor Frances Ashcroft who studied diabetes, Roma Agrawal who designed the top of the shard, Una Ryan who is an angel investor in the biotech sphere in the Bay Area and has spent her life trying to improve global health and yesterday we spoke to Edwina Dunn who was the founder of the Tesco Club Card. She's putting her data science skills to the test by combining big data and social media to understand how networks and social groups form online. Today, we've got someone slightly different on the podcast. I'm speaking to Sophie Carsten Nielsen, who is the Danish Minister of Science and Higher Education. Sophie doesn't have a typical STEM background. She actually has a political sciences background, which is how she got into politics and became the Danish Minister for Science and Higher Education. But she's got a really, really strong drive to try and help women in science and women in universities in Denmark. I didn't plan to become a politician. I think I maybe subconsciously actually I tried to avoid becoming a politician but in the end I I just couldn't resist and what I find attractive about it is that this is where with the competences and the talents and the interests that I have this is where I think I can make a difference but I just couldn't resist being uh, in the at the center of it or trying to be at the center of it and luckily right now and that's of course always up to the voters I'm here and and now I'm even uh, so privileged to, to be minister for the most interesting area at all, in my point of view, higher education and science. That's the future. And I really enjoy being in this position. You said that you wanted to make a difference. And so now as, as the Minister for Higher Education and Science, what difference are you hoping to make? Well, I'm hoping to uh, make sure that Denmark in the future will be a very knowledgeable society, both in the terms that we will be able to compete with the world around us, of course, but also because knowledge and uh, education in itself gives the individual so many more possibilities. It's a way of getting more freedom for the individual. And I, I really find that extremely fascinating and also a goal in itself. Let's focus a little on a a smaller subset of people who are in higher education and particularly in science. You're very interested in promoting women in science. Is that right? That is very true. And I am because not because I'm interested in women as such, but I'm interested in getting all talents to work and using all of the potential that we have in our society. And we really have a problem with not using and tapping into the potential of the entire population. Women are half of the population. And we simply leave that pool of talent too untouched right now. And we can't afford it, neither economically nor uh, personally, I think. Looking particularly at Denmark then, what is the situation for women in science? We've come quite a long way, but we still have a long way to go. Uh, We are still fishing in half of the pond much of the time, and that's a problem. But we have had progress in uh, 2012. That's the last numbers I have. 31% of Danish researchers, that is above PhD level, were women, but less than 17% of Danish professors were women. 
So there are too few women in Danish science, and especially, of course, at the top levels, the level of professorships. And to me personally, what is really, I think, um, it's very motivating to do something about it, but it's also slightly um, embarrassing, I think. We're below the European average. We are only number 17 out of 24 comparable countries in Europe, and that's simply not good enough. Denmark, which prides itself of gender equality in so many other areas, that has the most women on on the labor market in Europe, and yet we simply don't tap into the potential of women in science. What are these women going on to do instead if you've got a drop-off from 31% of women who are studying science post-PhD, but only 17% of women staying on to become more senior scientists? It seems they just stay on at medium level or lower level, but they don't get into the professorships or we know that 31% of all advertised positions at the level of professors or associate professor and assistant professor only have male candidates, and 9% of the positions only have female candidates. So there is a problem also with applying for the positions. Simply not enough women apply, but it could also indicate that some positions are simply tailor-made for a specific candidate, which I'm afraid to say probably often is a male And it seems our analysis shows that it is often a question of network and contacts. They definitely don't move higher up as fast as the potential shows that they could and should. What is the Danish ministry doing to help break down these barriers that women face? Well, we definitely encourage Danish universities to work and work harder with this. And as I said, things have actually gradually improved during the last years. But we've taken a major step by introducing what we call the UDON program, short for Younger Women Devoted to a University Career. And it allocates 110 million Danish kroner, that's uh, around uh, 15 million euro, to encourage talented female researchers to pursue uh, a top-level research career. And and you have to work hard. You can't just let it go and say this will happen by itself, because it doesn't. I, I simply have to recognize that it just doesn't, if you're not over it, if you don't keep pushing, say, well, could we look for just a little bit more and further around? And sometimes you have to encourage them as well. It's a two-way street. There are problems both with recruiting, but also with having women searching for the positions. Can you give us a bit more of an insight into what the UDON program is about? The UDON program is designed to tap into the potential of all talent in Danish research. And this, of course, by promoting, as the name uh, indicates, a more equal gender composition of researchers. It's not discriminating because both men and women can apply. And if they're equally qualified, the woman will get the grant. But if they're not, the men will get the grant. So that's uh, how how it, it works. How did you come up with this idea? Well, we built it on a um, former program called uh, FIRE that went through in the, in the 90s. And it really worked in the sense that today, the, I think it's 16 or 17 female researchers that got grants through the, the FIRE program, which had the same uh, sort of aim. And they're all top uh, researchers and professors today. And they're really uh, role models in terms of women in science. We also have to recognize that they might not have gotten there if we hadn't helped make them notice because they simply weren't getting the grants or getting into the applications process before. 
this is a recognition of their talent, actually. We made this program. We know you're there. We know you have the talent. Please, now it's time to apply and we'll help you. We're sure you're good enough. And I think there are many female researchers who know that they're good enough, but they are banging their head against the wall sometimes because there are so many positions who are already tailor-made for a specific candidate and not them. And I think they find that extremely frustrating. And the UDON program is designed to tap into their potential, to tap into the potential of all talent in Danish research, but of course to specifically promote a more equal gender composition. So it's a recognition that it's not working quite as well as it should, and that's why we have a, a program to to push the female talents. Can you give an example of a fantastic role model that's come through the Freya program? There are quite a few, but uh, uh, and it's a little bit unfair to just take one of them, but, but I'll do it anyway, because Nina Smith, uh, whom I really admire a lot, she's today a professor at the School of Economics and Management at Aarhus University, And she has also, and that's why I took her, because she's been a very active voice in the public debate for a number of years. Uh, She's been a high-profile member of several public commissions and councils, but she's also been pro-vice-chancellor at Aarhus University. She's been chairman of the board of the Danish Independent Research Councils. She's a member of the Danish Social Science Research Council. She's served as a member or chairman of a number of boards uh, of directors of national research institutes and even private firms. And she's been chairman of the Danish Economic Council. So she's really uh, she's really visible. I think everyone in the university and science world knows whom she is, but she's also highly, highly respected. Just last week, I met uh, Nina Smith at a conference and we discussed the grant that she had gotten from the, the Friar program. And she told me that it was crucial for her to get that grant at the time in the 90s because she had so many other applications and couldn't really get them through for grants. And this sort of made a hole through the wall getting this grant for the from the Friar program because then she did excellent research and she was really recognized for it, and then she got other grants. She's a professor today, and this just shows me that it's important that we keep working this way. Sophie, thank you very much. No worries. I hope that Sophie's programmes and all of the things that she's putting together to promote women in science in Denmark come through. I want to thank all of the fantastic women in science that we've spoken to this week, including Professor Francis Ashcroft, Roma Agrawal, Una Ryan, Edwina Dunn, and finally, Sophie Carson-Nielsen. I think it's been really inspirational to speak to each of these women to find out what they are doing to help women in STEM subjects and how they have overcome their own individual barriers that they've faced in their careers. I really hope that you, our listeners, have enjoyed listening to them too. If you want to know more about Nature Jobs, you can go to blogs.nature.com forward slash naturejobs or follow us on Twitter at Nature Jobs or even on Facebook. Thanks for listening. I'm Julie Gould.